Hi, all of you wonderful scuba divers out there. Welcome to the Scuba Diving Magazine podcast. Now, there's a fair amount of bad news this week, I'm afraid. Um, I know that a lot of news media nowadays is all doom and gloom, so I don't want to dwell too much on it. Um, I am going to cover the bad news, obviously, but I do promise that there is some nice news after I talk about all of the sad stuff. The first bit of bad news that I have to talk about is that we have lost three scuba divers when an Egyptian liveboard caught fire. Uh, There's also a shark attack, and it seems that as if they're going to mummify the shark that they caught and and blamed for the shark attack and then display it in a museum. Uh, Fourth Element have partnered up with a new charity that helps to train locals in marine conservation around the world and the man who spent a hundred days underwater has surfaced and details how it's changed him mentally and physically. So yeah, the first news story is that the three British scuba divers who remained missing when the fire spread rapidly through the Red Sea liverboard, the hurricane, on Sunday have officially been declared dead. The three had elected not to take part in early morning diver Elphinstone Reef in the Red Sea. So whilst the other 12 British divers in the group were being briefed on the deck at about 6.30am, when the fire broke out, they quite easily evacuated onto a rib, whereas the others who were still down below were most likely in their cabins. In an update on the aftermath of the fire, the tour operator Scuba Travel, which has represented the award-winning Hurricane Liverboard in the UK since 2001, says that the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, the FCO, have now contacted the families of the deceased divers who have yet to be named. Uh, Actually, I think there's a correction to that. I think one of them has been named, one of the three, um, but I'll mention that later. Later, the tour operator quoted saying the severity of the fire meant that the 12 divers were immediately evacuated by rib to another craft nearby and the 14 crew members including the captain and the two dive guides having tried to reach the missing guests also had to abandon ships and were rescued by rib it is with great regret that we as a tour operator with heavy hearts must accept that three of our much valued dive guests who had not participated in the dive brief early on the morning of June 11th perished in the tragic incident. Our sincere and heartfelt condolences go out to the families and friends at this very sad time. After the fire, the other 12 guests were brought ashore to Marsha Chagra where they were provided with any medical attention that they required and they were given, or sorry, they gave statements to the local police with no personal possessions other than what they were wearing on their backs. They were moved to a hotel in Haggadah where scuba travel representatives uh, was assisting them in acquiring clothes, personal effects and where possible mobile phones. The FCO and Cairo consulates were said to have been doing everything possible to arrange emergency travel documents for guests wishing to return to the UK and the local authorities and the police were also set to investigate the cause of the fire. Hurricane was then towed to port once the fire had uh, burned down and, uh, and it was cool enough to enter. Scuba Travel emphasised that in its 22-year association with Hurricane, the Liverboard's safety record had been excellent. Its popularity among British divers, uh, myself included, I think I've been diving off um, Hurricane, uh, had been underlined by the fact that Diver Magazine readers had voted it Liverboard of the Year for all four years leading up to the COVID pandemic. Um, So, yeah, tragic, terrible news. And... um, 
I think this is going to be a new like conception in that a lot of other boats are hopefully going to get like new safety requirements and they're going to go like top to bottom making sure that they're as safe as possible as soon as they find out what caused the fire um it's most likely going to be the um the electronics because that seems to be a a leading cause of these boat fires and um with everyone bringing all of their electronics because years and years ago you didn't have quite as many like electronic devices and they're all charging and all this kind of stuff so when the boats were originally constructed they weren't designed to power your your mobile phone, your tablet, your laptop, and uh, and your dive camera and your dive computers—they're rechargeable nowadays. Um, and then you have twenty-four because everyone has their phone and their dive computer and all this kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I, I think hopefully there's going to be a um, a new like safety upgrade to um, to all diving vessels, especially liverboards, just to double check that the uh, the electronics, especially and the fire suppression systems, are uh, are up to scratch. But um, yeah, time will tell. The next news story was a 23-year-old Russian man has been attacked and killed by a large tiger shark close to shore at a popular beach near Haggadah. Uh, the tragic tourist who had arrived several months ago with his father has been named in, um, in Russia by the Baza news outlet as Vladimir Popov. Uh, his girlfriend was also in the water with him at the time of the incident, but managed to make it safely to the shore at Dream Beach. Uh, there is a video going around online of the incident, and in the video, the the man can be seen desperately shouting for his uh, his father to help him as he tries to swim for the shoreline, uh, but the shark repeatedly pulls him underwater. A tiger shark was soon caught in nets and brought onto the shore and killed, which has been condemned by the local Haggadah Environmental Protection and Conservation Association. They believe that combined with a scarcity of the shark's natural diet caused by overfishing and a, um, a, a damaged fin, uh, it had deformities on the tiger shark, believing that it's... Um, it reduced its ability to manoeuvre properly in the water. Um, they think that this could have prompted it to seek waters in which it would be easier to find weaker prey, uh, such as the shallow waters off of Dream Beach. Hepka quickly declared its strong condemnation for media posting video of the incident. It said that it, it said that expert opinion had not been sought, that unprofessional opinions had been expressed, and the privacy of those involved had not been in. Uh, respected but we've seen this before in the area where there's been shark attacks they go out they uh, they find a similar shark they presume it's that one particular shark and they just kill it but uh but you know in a weird turn of events it seems that the the tiger shark that they believe to have killed the uh, the russian man um is going to be taxidermied and then displayed at a museum so the shark that they did um catch and eventually kill was revealed to be a female who was pregnant at the time uh, which is awful um following an uh, an autopsy conducted by scientists from the national institute of Oce uh, oceanography and 
fisheries. Uh, they say it's unclear whether it was the same shark that killed the tourist. And the seemingly retaliatory hunt has been criticised by experts. After the autopsy, the taxidermy process began, which took three hours, the Institute said on uh, on Tuesday. The carcass has been treated with salts to extract moisture and stuffed with wood shavings in preparation for the to be put on display at the Institute's museum in Haggadah, um, which I don't believe they've done before, but and I don't really see how it's going to help them, uh, like promote tourism in the area. Uh, I don't know. It, that just seems like a really weird thing for them to do. Uh, this is according to the National News um, or the, or N. M E N A. Uh, so I I don't know the the accuracy of that report, but yeah, I just thought that was a little bit weird. That not only did they catch it, they they obviously did a uh, an autopsy on it to uh, to double check to see if it was the um, the shark in question. Uh, but yeah, then they taxidermied it and they're going to put it on display in a museum. That that just seems a bit weird to me. Onto some lighter news, Fourth Element and Love the Oceans, who is a non-profit organisation dedicated to marine conservation, uh, they have announced their partnership. It's a collaboration that represents a shared commitment to protecting our oceans and promoting sustainable practices within the diving community. So Fourth Element have long had a very high standard for environmental protection and, uh, and when they're producing their dive equipment, it's made to be as environmentally friendly as possible. A lot of their lineup this year is ocean positive, which means that it's using... Uh, like recycled plastics or ocean-bound plastics, which they turn into their products. And Love the Oceans is widely recognised for their exceptional work in marine conservation and their dedication to community development in Mozambique. So the organisation's approach involves not only protecting marine wildlife and habitats, but also empowering local communities to become guardians of their own environment. Because when you get the, the locals and you teach them and you educate them on marine sustainability, then it's, yeah, teach a man to fish. Uh, it's ongoing. They place a strong emphasis on empowering women in the fields of marine conservation as well. And the Love the Oceans team actively supports and encourages women to participate in their research programs, providing opportunities for training, leadership development and career advancements, inspiring a new generation of female scientists and conservationists. Uh, so if you head over to the fourth elements uh, like social media accounts, you'll see a lot of um they're, they're donating lots of wetsuits and, and working with them. So, yeah, you'll see um, uh, a lot more of that collaboration going forwards. Uh, next news, Roy, is so this is Dr. Joseph Dituri. He's a, a former saturation diver turned medical researcher, and he has just resurfaced following his record-breaking 100-day stay in a Florida underwater habitat. So he completed his extended dive at the Jules Undersea Lodge Marine Habitat in Key Largo on the 9th of June. He hadn't been that deep at 9 meters. The habitat sits at 9 meters underwater, and he's been there for 100 days and he was already aware of one key physical change uh, living under pressure i mean they say under pressure that's what 1.9 bar had caused his body to shrink slightly 
Uh, before he went in, he had been six foot one inches tall uh, on the 1st of March. And after leaving, he's apparently half an inch shorter, so 1.25 centimeters shorter. Uh, at the same time, Dr. Duturi had experienced a significant improvement in the quality of his sleep. And other preliminary findings indicated that his levels of cholesterol and inflammation had been reduced during his stay. Uh, this is all according to the University of South Florida, where he's an associate professor of uh, biomedical engineering. So the underwater habitat was just nine square meters. So pretty snug. It sits or it's yeah, it sits in uh, Emerald Lagoon and its interior pressure is set to that of the uh, the surrounding water so the ambient pressure he's at what nine meters so yeah 1.9 bar um its owner the marine resources development foundation had organized for dr deturi's project neptune 100 underwater experiment and during his stay on the 13th of may the 55 year old had broken the guinness world record for underwater human habituation uh at ambient pressure by completing 74 days in the habitat and then of course he extended that to 100 days the previous record had been set in the same location by u.s professors bruce cantrell and jessica fain nine years previously uh but dr deep c uh has described that the achievement as less about setting records as extending human tolerance for the underwater world in an isolated confined extreme environment so this is something very similar that um jacques Cousteau, like envisaged and I don't know if they're still there. I think they are. But they build these underwater habitats in, I think it's in the Red Sea. And yeah, they're just underwater habitats that you can scuba dive down to. And yeah, you're just at ambient pressure, which is kind of cool. And it's interesting to see the like physical changes. Um I mean, they say that people who go into space, they grow taller because you don't have the gravity like pulling you down. Um, but here it seems that, you know, nine meters underwater, you tend to shrink. Uh, I don't know whether that's just because of the nine square meter uh, habitat. I don't know whether he could stretch out properly. Um, but hey, apparently you shrink when you're um, when you're down underwater for long periods of time aware that hyperbaric pressure could increase cerebral blood flow um dr zaturi had hypothesized that the increased pressure could help humans live longer and prevent age-related diseases uh he hopes that his research will eventually help doctors in treating a wide range of conditions including traumatic brain injuries it'll be interesting to see how or if this differs from hyperbaric chamber treatments um because i'd wager it's slightly easier to just put someone in a chamber than it is to put them in an underwater chamber um but hey uh, it's science it's it's all very interesting um something new that uh, that came out this week is a, a company called i presume divin talk um had uh, had contacted us and they have a very new, interesting concept. I mean, I say it's very new. It's basically underwater, uh, through water communications, which aren't particularly new. There's a few systems out there. I've used a few. Um, they're not always the most reliable in my uh, in my experience, but they they do work at times. Um, but this is a new design. 
And normally with through water communications, you can obviously talk to one another, but you have to have your most of your face free, especially your mouth, to be able to talk. Uh, so it's usually limited to full face masks, which is a huge investment for most scuba divers. Uh, but what Divintok, or Divintok, I'm not really sure, um, Divin, diving, diving makes more sense. But anyway, uh, what they've created is basically a uh, a way to talk underwater with a traditional second stage. Now, I haven't seen too much. I've seen some videos of people using it, uh, but I haven't actually seen much of the unit itself, especially the inside. It reminded me a bit of the M48, the um, probably the Mod 1 uh, mask, uh, or actually maybe the Super... Anyway, um, the Kirby Morgan make a... Uh, pretty much a full face mask in the uh, in the M48 but it has this large section that goes over your mouth and that's removable and then your second stage basically attaches to the front of that and you you breathe from the second stage more or less as usual but I, with this one you seem to have a, a mouthpiece but it it effectively creates this airspace over your mouth and you, you push a button on the side and you can talk, which is pretty cool. Um, it uses a relatively standard uh, transceiver receiver, um, sort of a little light earpiece that hooks onto your mask strap and hovers over your ear, and then you can hear them underwater. And um, yeah, the, we're, we're, we're trying to um, organize a, a sample unit to uh, to test it out. I think I've seen that it's won some um, some design awards for 2022-23, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, something a little bit different. And it means that you don't have to have a, a full face mask to be able to, uh, to communicate with one another underwater. Uh, I know a lot of people... They're not a huge fan of this kind of idea because they enjoy scuba diving to get away from these kind of communications. Uh, but yeah, if it's if it's relatively cheap and it's it's convenient and it works, obviously, then yeah, it's it's pretty cool because then you can have your own half mask to be able to see. And if you've got prescription lenses, then it's it's no issue. But then for for one dive, if you feel like you need to communicate. And, uh, and talk underwater, then, yeah, you just have this. Whether it's, um, I mean, I'm thinking for, like, videos and having a video subject, if behind the camera I can be able to talk and whoever I'm recording can hear what I'm saying, they don't necessarily have to talk back to me, but as long as they can hear, um, yeah, it seems a, a clever system. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Uh, something else that I saw this week is that Aqua Breather released a video on their Hydroids, you know, the Helmets Rebreather. Um, they they had some open water trials in Turkey and they released a, uh, a short video of two divers in the water. Pretty shallow water, granted, and we didn't see a lot of long cuts. Um, yeah, it's just another one of these weird things that, um, I don't know, I still don't quite get it. And some of the comments are quite condemning because some of the chemicals that they use in their like scrubber system uh, don't react well with water. So um, 
Mm, we'll see. I, I always keep an eye on uh, on Hydroid because it's just a, a very new concept. The first thing that struck me with it is the just pure size of it. Um, the you got a traditional like full face mask, like mask as it were, um, for you to be able to see. But you got so much hardware like around the size of your face and especially above your head. Um, oh yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to take off. It'll kind of be cool if it does. Um, and the, the thing that worries me is that they're a little bit cagey about the uh, the information about it. Um, it's It reminds me of those... Um, oh, I can't even remember what they were called, but it was going around on like Kickstarter and that kind of stuff. They were like underwater gills that's you it's this tiny thing like the james bond or or the star wars like mouthpiece with two little things either side and it can extract oxygen through the water uh, so you can breathe underwater without clunky cylinders and whatnot and of course people threw money at um uh at kickstarter and whatnot and of course it was fake it was people just making things up so there's there is an air of that to um to it and I was trying to like watch the video to see how long they could like hold their breath. They were only at a few meters in depth, um, so they're not like deep diving. But who knows? Um, it, it might be a real product. Um, prove me wrong. Uh, but yeah, if if you are interested, there's a there's a new video on their uh, on their YouTube channel, um, which I just thought was a um, uh, just something a little bit interesting. Um, for me, uh, two new products. I've got the uh, the Mara's Serious Dive Computer. Um, I've got it for a couple of days, uh, so it's really just unboxing. Uh, but if there are any questions about it, uh, let me know, and I'll um, I'll try and find out for you if um, uh, if I can. It's it's okay. Um, the screen isn't as bright as I thought it would be. Uh, I think I'm quite used to the uh, to the Shearwater Terek, which is similar in like design. Uh, but the uh, the screen on the Terek, when that's set to um, uh, to its brightest setting, is really bright and clear. Whereas the um, uh, the Sirius, not quite as bright, which I suppose makes sense. You can still read it, obviously. Um, it's it's tricky for me to gauge when I have like all these studio lights and whatnot switched on. So I've got all these um, sort of lights, and then I'm looking at this screen. So. Um, I, that might be a bit of an unfair statement, but uh, but day to day, it seems fine. You can I can read the screen, but it's just not as bright, which of course will be better for uh, for like battery life and whatnot. But hey, um, otherwise, yeah, it's a watch sized technical dive computer, um, which seems pretty snazzy, and it's got those quick release watch straps, the ones similar to the uh, to the Garmin dive computers. So, um, so they're kind of cool. Uh, otherwise, I have a a Nortec cylinder valve. So, um, yeah, if if there are any questions about uh, about Nortec, um, then by all means, uh, sort of pop them down in the um, uh, in the comments section below, uh, and I'll try and release a, a video about that. It's quite hard to do a, a product video on a cylinder valve, but yeah, they they are quite fancy. Um, otherwise, that's kind of been my week. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, remember to head over to our website, scubadiveatmag.com. Um, check out our YouTube channel as well if you haven't already. 
uh, like and subscribe. Just double check that you are um, subscribed to the channel. Uh, otherwise, thank you for listening, everybody. And of course, safe diving.